Hey there, it's JG. Here's your um, intro to the Patriots recap. Uh, we at PTT, we get into talking about the Patriots. A uh, little bit of doom and gloom uh, as, you know, maybe you can't can't blame us right now with the Titans, but we get talking about just some of the stats about how crazy our injuries are. Um, we talk about the offense and defense. We get into, you know, are we worried about the offense? Are we worried about the defense? Um and we kind of just, you know, try and wrap it up with uh, just talking about what we got to do moving forward. And if we really think that we potentially are, uh, you know, a team that's going to make a run or not. So um, we appreciate y'all listening in. And uh, this is PTT with the Patriots recap. And without further ado, this is David Brothers. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a-coming, it's rolling around a bend And I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm stuck in Folsom Prison and time keeps dragging on The Primetime Titans podcast is presented to you today by Walker Financial Management. Derrick Henry is the best running back in the NFL and the engine of the Titans offense, but he would be the first to tell you that it takes consistent support from teammates, coaches, trainers, and advisors for him to be the most successful on and off the field. In the same way, small business owners are the engines of their companies and wear a lot of hats. Walker Financial Management exists to support owners of small to medium-sized businesses, specifically in regards to bookkeeping. They offer customizable solutions like transaction categorization, monthly financial statement preparation, accounts receivable and payable management, payroll, CFO services, and more. If you or someone you know is spending too much time, money, or stress on bookkeeping, find peace of mind by visiting www.walkerfm.com to schedule a free consultation with a certified bookkeeping professional today. That's www.walkerfm.com. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. This is JG. This is Pettit. And this is Robert. And we are... Sad. Yeah. But also, we this is our first Pessimistic. episode where we are all... We're not using stands. We're going... Uh, what's We're going uh, just no stands. Handheld. No stands December, mics. I guess. We're Handheld talking about our microphones. <laughs> And help December. <laughs> Usually, Pettit's the only one without uh, without the stand, but Robert is just not feeling it this morning, and because he's not feeling it with the stand, I'm not. And we do some as we do it as a team here at PTT. The except, Titans, except the entire time when I wasn't doing other it. Time. Well, hey, listen, the Titans are going back to the drawing board, and they're gonna they're looking at everything. And this is one of the things I'm looking at. Yeah, maybe maybe this is a better times. pod when I'm holding a microphone. Yeah. And this. I'm not afraid to be reflective on this podcast, and I want you guys to know that. Yeah. And to make um, changes that need to be made. You know, it's something pretty interesting that I was, um, that I've like seen on Twitter and, and also been asked some. Who would win? Titans healthy active roster or the Titans IR? Titans IR. Probably. Because the, right now, Logan Woodside is still on COVID list, so he's technically the quarterback. And then you'd have the three probably best skill position who's, players. Who's stopping this IR offense? Logan Woodside, Derek Derrick, Henry, <laughs> Julio Jones, AJ Brown. 
Oh man, yeah, I think I actually, and Marcus Johnson. Yeah, I actually think IR would win. And then you'd uh, have Kevin Byard at safety. Exactly. Yeah, Kevin Byard is uh, on the COVID list on IR. Um, the Probably a reserve good time. COVID list. A good time for Kevin Byard to get COVID. Yeah, if, if, there, he, if, if there is one. If yeah, if he was get to get COVID, now was a great time to get it. We hope he's healthy. We hope he's okay. We know that some people in the NFL, we've seen it. You know, they get COVID and they're. Uh, symptomatic and they kind of struggle getting back into the swing of football. So we hope he's fine. Surely it's great that he's um, at least getting it going into the bye week. If we didn't have him for a game, I'd be, I mean, I'd be used to it almost at this point though. Hopefully he didn't have, you know, some four day vacation planned in the Bahamas (laughs) that he can't go to now. But (laughs) other than that, it does seem like this is it the best time very specific to where you like knew about him actually happening. no i didn't but i would think if i, think I was uh, robert <laughs> if i was an nfl player and i had 13 straight weeks of games and then i had a bye week and i was off for a weekend i'd probably want to go to something fun and relaxing for four days yeah you know that's true um well yeah so the uh the titans fall to the patriots 36 13 did y'all think the score was was indicative of how the game went or do you feel like like maybe at the end of it you kind of thought like I almost wanted to say oh I feel like that score wasn't actually it doesn't show how kind of close it was but then I thought about it I was like well maybe actually that's how the score kind of should have been I don't know what do y'all think I mean again with turnovers and (laughs) how injured we are I am it's it's hard to watch. It really is. We are just an absolute dumpster fire right now. And but I mean, and there's nothing we can do about it. That's the worst part. It's not like we're just playing bad because we're a bad team. We're playing bad because we're just injured, and it's extremely frustrating that every single game, I think, yeah, every single game this season, somebody has gone on IR. Every single game, and like a you mean starter like after after the game. Yes. Oh wow. I mean, I'm, I made that up, but Robert's I feel sit- like that's accurate. <laughs> yeah, Robert's sitting over there skeptical right now. I could see Robert calculating in his head, trying to figure out. I wasn't gonna. Player. I wasn't gonna call. I wasn't gonna say anything. I, it's it's well, a the point, point is it. well taken. The point's well taken. It's yeah. at the point where you would believe what you just said with how crazy this year's been. I'm gonna Google that because I feel like it's true. But <laughs> it might be. Get back to us. On yeah. That one. Well, the point is, everybody is hurt on our team. And now Kevin Byer, it's just like every time game happens Sunday, we're barely hanging on. And then Monday, like we lose three more players. And even if it's like COVID or somebody that's like on the injury report list, they're just like, I don't, I didn't even know you got hurt in the game. And now you're out for another week. It's like, what is going on? We're running a hospital. We are running a hospital. That's a great way to put it. I thought the game obviously was close in the first half. Um, but once Tannehill missed that pass to Chester Rogers. That would have been a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I kind of thought, all right, we're, we just don't have it today. Um, it almost feels like we're watching a like 2013, 2014, 2015 Titans team. Like this current Ross, the current team we trotted out on the field against the Texans and the Patriots with the complete lack of weapons and inability to move the football inability to hold on to the football um it feels like i'm watching antonio andrews run the ball back there oh my gosh. and that we're throwing the ball to 
I don't know, Nate Washington as Justin our number Hunter. one receiver. Or, yeah, Justin Hunter, Doriel Green-Beckham. Like, Doriel Green-Beckham. It, it just feels like we might win the game, but we're going to have to play really, really well and have a couple good breaks go for us. Like, for the first time this season, I thought after Deontay Foreman fumbled the ball, I was like, well, maybe we can get, like, a defensive turnover or, we, or the defense can get a pick six. And that's what I start to think when it's very clear that the other team's better than us. And that's that hasn't happened all year, but it's happening. It's happened the last two games where it it feels like the other team's better than us. And you're right, Pettit. It's just absolutely hair pullingly frustrating because we can't do anything about it because we have 86 players that are hurt. That are that are hurt. Well, what's the number? <laughs> 86 players have played on the Titans this season. So that have been on the active roster. How many? How? <clears throat> I would, can we calculate how many players have been that are actually hurt that were on the team? At There's one point? something I've seen a lot of stuff on Twitter about like people who have either gone to IR or it's. I think it's easier to calculate the people that are healthy. <laughs> it's probably well. It I mean, probably we, is. speaking of that, there, there actually was something that came out yesterday, and I actually I talked to Robert Pettit right before we started recording. There's 13 players. 13 players have played all of our games this season there's like five or six teams that have had at least 30 the next um lowest number is 18 with the cardinals um and like that that basically that's like it's not normal at all it's not fun i can tell you that much players it's not fun it's not fun to watch it's ridiculous it's not fun to be a fan of a team with 13 players who are healthy the whole year i'll give you a little bit of a little bit of give us the 13 give us the 13 players give you the 13 yeah it's let's hear them. ryan Tannehill, ben jones david questenberry roger saffold i hate that it's three alignment and our o-line's still been trash okay kevin byard <laughs> uh kevin byard i almost said jarvis landry because i wrote down landry uh harold landry jeffrey simmons Danico Autry, Elijah Moulton, Matthias Farley, Nick Zubnar, Michael Pruitt, and you know who also, or the last one, last but certainly not least, Morgan Cox yes. has played every single game, maybe every, I was gonna, every special teams snap that he has been in. Every time we've <laughs> needed a snapper, every, he is Every time there. he's played, he's played every snap. Hey, I'll tell you this much. Every time we've needed a snapper, he has snapped it. Tell you this much. That guy's turned into the heart and soul of our team. He is. I'm not. You know why? Because he's one of 13 guys that's been there. And that's the bar is low. The bar is low to be the heart and soul of our team right now. (laughs) You just got to be active. You got to be on the field. We're still waiting for you to pull Trig on the Morgan Cox jersey. Yeah. Well, he's got to make the Pro Bowl. Right? Yeah. Well, sure. I think we never actually agreed on that, but we did say that at one point. Yeah. <laughs> it's not happening. Well, I'm, I'll, just, I'll... I'm still just – it's hard for me to even get that excited about the Titans right now. Yeah. It's hard to watch. It's hard to read about. It's hard to re-watch any games. It's hard to do it's anything. Hard to think about. It's hard to think about. It's hard to talk about. <laughs> it's very yeah, hard no, to Yeah, no, I didn't – my, uh, my family, we decorated our tree at my parents' house on Sunday – uh, like around four or five. So within a few hours of the game ending, and I think my mom is the one who asked me, she's like, so what happened to the Titans? Like, what do you think about the Titans? I was like, I don't know. You'll find out if you want, you can listen to the podcast. I don't care. I don't want to talk. Don't about ask it right me. Now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so 
I, dude, I don't know. I, but the record that we set, we're at 86, I think you said, 86 active players we've used. NFL record. <clears throat> yeah, and the record before was 84, and that was actually held by the 2020 Niners and the 2019 Dolphins. Their records were 6-10 and 5-11. and 11. So the fact that we, we have used 86 players and have set a record and we're sitting here at 8-4 and four and already played – Arguably the best team in the division at this point, and we are two and zero against them. Second best team in the division. Well, I, I'm just saying right now, <clears throat> like at the current moment. I'll say this: there's really, I feel like two types of Titans fans right now. There's the Titans fan that is looking at all of our injuries and saying, "Oh, we're still eight and four. It's amazing that we're eight and four. Imagine if we get all these guys healthy, how good we're going to be and make a Super Bowl run. I wish I was one of those. I think that's where I am. I that's what I was going to say. I think that's where you are. Yeah. And then I think the second type of Titans fan is like, are you freaking kidding me? I'm so done with this team. I'm so done with the sport, with the season. I cannot believe we've had all these injuries. We have lost the last two games. Why am and I, I want to punt this podcast? on the season? And I think that's Pettit. Is that fair? Absolutely. Well, so where are you? I know that's I'm, Pettit. I go back and forth, honestly. Yeah. I wouldn't say I'm in the middle because You're I'm on not, a seesaw right now. Yeah, I'm on a seesaw. That would go against what you just said. That's right. I, I'm either... <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not in the middle. I, so we got three types. <laughs> <laughs> we got those two types and then Robert Brown. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm one of the types depending on my mood and depending on the day. Like right Texans now, game... Okay, so after the Texans game... You're after probably, the Texas game, I was Pettit's type. Yeah. After I the Patriots game. I expected to lose this week. And I am currently we're in the most anticipated. I said this last pod. The most anticipated and important bye week in Titans football history. And so it's definitely accurate. I'm choosing maybe I'm trying to hold off my doom and gloom and despair until I see the injury report next week for the Jags. And hopefully we start to get some of these guys healthy. Like at this point, we I feel like Vrabel may just need to activate guys and make them healthy. You know, sorry, not make them healthy. <laughs> activate guys and make them play, just so we can start to build some positive momentum. Like we have, we have got to get bodies on the field. We have one linebacker right now, Jayon Brown, who's healthy that we know of, and. I'm sorry, but the guy on that Kendrick Bourne crossing route touchdown, I put this in our text group, he was jogging. He was jogging over to the ball. He thought somebody else was going to make the tackle. Poor effort. And he missed the tackle. He wasn't able to push him out of bounds, and Kendrick Bourne ran 40 yards for a touchdown. And that's, that's, not, that's not two-stripe football that we know about with the Titans. That's not high-intensity effort run of the football. And I'm, I think Jayon Brown is our fourth-worst linebacker at this point. I'd take David Long, Rashawn Evans, and Monty Rice over Jayon Brown. I'm I'm out on Jayon Brown. Well, I have I have been. He's a liability out there. He, he can't cover. He, definitely he can't struggling. run. He can't tackle. He gives bad effort. I, I'm very frustrated watching him on the field right now. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, he's definitely been a struggle, and he was someone I was. I mean, I. That's a contract year for him. Thing. Yeah. Who's paying him next year? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's still potentially got a little bit left in the year to turn it around, but he—I mean, it's got to be still like somewhat hurt or something. I—I I don't know, but he's not playing well. Um, we desperately need back 
David Long. I think that was the kind of game where, like, I think I said this. Might have said it in the Texans game. After the Texans game, I was saying that we missed David Long. And y'all are saying that, well, we actually, like, the Texans game didn't look as bad without David Long. But I think this game did. Like, this was one of those games where you could realize how badly we were missing someone like David Long. David Long's making that tackle. Right. Definitely. And we, you, as much as we rag on Rashawn Evans, he is built for that kind of run-heavy downhill offense that the Patriots yeah. run. And um, I just think – now, let's let's put this into context. The, the big problem on Sunday wasn't really the defense. I mean, they didn't look great. They didn't look like – it wasn't the best game the defense has played all year by any stretch of the imagination – but our offense is an absolute dumpster fire. Like yeah, you said, so it. do you it want is, to get into the offense first? Yeah, I mean, what is it, nine turnovers in the last two games? Yeah. Ryan Tannehill, we, we knew he wasn't Aaron Rodgers. But, my goodness, he really, really struggles without good players around him. And he needs Derek. He needs AJ. He needs Julio out there. Um, it, it just – it's – and, it, and like this is this is an interesting thought that I had during the game. You know how a lot of a lot of NFL pundits and teams they will say the running back position doesn't matter. Just go get like a six round pick and plug them in, and they get a thousand yards. There were multiple holes that I felt like if you have an elite running back, that guy takes it to the house. Derrick Henry would have t- the Deontay Foreman fumble. Like Derrick Henry's gone. Gone. Yes. Um, there was a couple plays last week at the Texans game where Adrian Peterson had a huge hole, and I think Derek would have been gone. Yeah, I, I do think running back matters in this league. I think if you have a great running back, especially in our saw, offense, like, we saw like we've seen it with Derrick Henry, like the Bills game. Yeah, that seventy-six yard touchdown turned the game around, changes the game, and then you know Hilliard fumbles the ball on like a four-yard run, just like somebody smacks his arm and he fumbles it. Deontay Foreman. JG called it perfectly on the on the during the game. He's got to switch the ball to his outside arm. Shout out RJ Bell. And when you're running with four guys around you, how about we cover the ball up? Let's get two hands on the football. It's just it's really pathetic. It's frustrating to watch. I expected a loss, but man, it we've got to play better. We just can't keep playing this badly. Yeah, Pettit, what did you think about the offense? I mean. It's so hard for me to like blame Tannehill much. Like I was thinking about it this morning, and a guy like Aaron Rodgers has been in positions where he doesn't have a lot of weapons around him. Yes, but Tannehill not only doesn't have weapons around him, he is playing with guys that haven't been on the offense for more than a week. Like Des Fitzpatrick against the Texans got activated that week. Like Cody Hollister. Cody Hollister. And so it's like it's hard for me to blame Tannehill too much because I don't even know if Aaron Rodgers could do – I mean, I, I think maybe he would throw less picks, but I don't think he would be getting this offense going much. I think that's fair. So I'm not going to blame Tannehill too much. I do think he's got to step it up now. I mean, now that you have a bye week and then going into the Jags, I think you know who your weapons are going into the Jags. And I think you got to find a way to be like, look, I'm building chemistry with Cody Hollister now. Yeah. Like, I, I, I got to figure yeah. out a way to get Cody. What do you do well, man? <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> you now, you now have a week to uh, an extra week to figure out how to get the offense moving. And so, I expect a little bit more offense on the Jags game. But I'm still very concerned on the season. 
I think you finally get some guys back towards the end of the season, like AJ Brown and Julio Jones, and hopefully Derrick Henry. If we if we they come back, that's great. If they can continue to stay healthy, I doubt it. Yeah, you're almost. You also, think they'll come back, and then you're like, all right, proved me you can stay healthy. Yeah, and so I'm kind of pessimistic on them even staying healthy once they are back. And then also, we're going to have to compete against a team that's red hot probably. Like, we're going to go into the playoffs playing a team, maybe this is a bad example, but the Colts, we're like who are absolutely on fire. Even though they lost to the Bucks. it's just like they are killing it. And they've had team chemistry that actually has been healthy. So they've just been on a – they have all this momentum, and then the Titans are going to have to find momentum and play with guys that – still aren't 100%, and I'm just like, I don't see it happening. Yeah. I really don't. Even with Derrick Henry, which is our only chance because he can just delay a game, just hold the possession. Yeah. But other than that, I just – I I think we're a first-round exit no matter what, even if we're the one seed. I think – Especially if we're the one seed. That's honestly where I was feeling last year throughout the year. Um, I will say the, the point you're making, if the playoffs were to start right now – the 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 point of like we got to find momentum and teams are hot well, the right thing now is we're we thought we had the easiest schedule for the remaining part of the season it's pretty tough it's actually pretty tough the 49ers now. now are looking good the dolphins, dolphins are looking good yeah the steelers still look like we still have to goodness. play at the steelers it's at the steelers it's always hard to play at Hines but, I, but I think it's the looking texans beat us like i mean now we have I, to play them again i think the schedule's looking harder because we look so bad if we were coming off the rams and the saints game Right now, we would be like, ah, this guy. Well, and that's what we were doing. The Dolphins still look like a team that can beat anybody. Yeah, the Dolphins are hot. I'll give you that. But it's still the 49ers have been in every game they've played, just about. But it is still statistically the easiest schedule in the NFL. Yeah. So, but my thing about what you were saying about like finding momentum, we still have five more games to turn it around. Like, I know, I agree, but I think it's, it's all about who's hot at the playoff time. So, I am that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm in the spot where I am where I'm feeling better about getting that momentum right before the playoffs even if it's just one game like the Texans game just finding that and finding the groove and getting into it and and just going from there I definitely like right now yes I I'm, I'm terrified of playing the Colts terrified of playing a team like the Bengals Terrified of playing the Ravens. How about the Chiefs? Anybody in the <clears throat> yeah, Chiefs. The Chiefs are starting to turn it around. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the it, Ravens. It's, it's tough. My point is that the I Patriots just, again. I'm not saying it's impossible for the Titans to find that momentum, but it seems very, very unlikely. Yeah. And so I'm just like, doubt it. did you see anything from the offense that was at least a little encouraging? Do you feel like, or do you do you just? The thing is, even... there was nothing that wasn't. It, it wasn't like not encouraging. You know what I mean? I mean, when you have two guys that rush for over 100 yards, that's a little encouraging. Though Tannehill having – did he even break 100 yards? No. That is very discouraging because he's – No, passing? Yeah. Yeah, he had 79 yards passing. Didn't he? Wait, 95. Or 95. I don't think he's broken 100 yards the last two games. No, he had like no. 300 some yards against Texans. Yeah. Oh, okay. Remember because cool. – Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, you said he's not going to do that and lose. I do, and I like think, he literally just did that. So I think he had under 100 yards. I think the, the most Patriots. concerning, like, it's encouraging to see a guys like Hilliard and Foreman step up and have over 100-yard games. Even though they had fumbles, it's like they get a little bit of slack because they're practice squad guys. Which were absolutely Tannehill having less than 100, 100 yards passing is concerning from 
one of the 13 guys that has started every game this season. Yeah. The the Deontay Foreman fumble, I immediately, when it happened, I was like, go out of bounds, go out of bounds, go out of bounds. There was, I thought he was closer to the, to the boundary than he actually was. And when they got that, I was, I was sitting here. I just watched the game by myself here. And I was crushed. Like, absolutely crushed. My thing on the offense, I had two things. I might have told you all this. can't remember. But one, honestly, I like Deontay Foreman. And I was, I was rooting for him back when we got Adrian Peterson and Deontay Foreman. I'm on the side of, like, I, Dontrell Hilliard, stay in until you're dead tired. I want him to be the guy. And I want him, I want Tannehill to check down that play where Kyle Van Noy nearly picked it off. Tannehill kind of threw it over the middle and Kyle Van Noy jumped in the air and, and tipped it, almost had a pick. Dontrell Hilliard, no one was like eight yards around him. Just dump it off, check it down, and let him let him go. He He's a good enough shifty back to where I think we need to get him involved in the passing game. I really think that he could be um, – a solid option. I, I think Deontay Foreman just comes in whenever Dontrell Hilliard is getting tired. Also, I do agree, like, your point about the momentum and the playoffs, I don't necessarily see us being a first-round exit as of right now. Well, as of right now, I might. But I see the, the season turning uh, a corner. But bottom line right now, we're not winning with this Tannehill. We're not winning anything no, with we're this not. Tannehill. And like, somebody and made this, a good, this Tannehill is is struggling. Somebody he's, made, he's staring down receivers. He's not reading defense as well. He's missing passes. It's so it's bad. I mean, he had a few. They were like the second and goal pass to Michael Pruitt that he dropped. That was a good throw, and he threw it where Michael Pruitt could go up and grab it. He's got to catch that ball. Has to. That's honestly like the only thing I can think about right now. Of the game where it's like, okay, we got to give Tannehill credit for this, and that's and and also I wanted him to use his legs more, but I always want Tannehill to run it. But yeah, so the current playoff picture I think would be us playing the Bengals. We're the third seed, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so you feel confident on that not being a first round exit? Well, no. I as of right now, I I don't feel confident. But, but what I'm saying is, I currently think that, the bottom three teams that are making the playoffs are the Chargers, Bills, and Bengals. And yeah, I know. But I think what JG's no, I'm just saying, like by the time the playoffs come, I think that we won't. Yeah, like I, we will turn it around by we're, then. We're going to feel differently about this team in six weeks. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Which I I can I mean, see it's that. literally ha- we've we have completely turned a corner in a matter of three or four weeks. We can completely change how we feel again. In three or four, and weeks. I think part of that narrative changing has to start this week in the bye week. We have got to have—I don't even know how you do this, but you got to have a good bye week, right? We have got to get got guys to healthy. That should work out with the bye week of all time. Yeah. Um, now, Vrabel made an interesting comment in his press conference on Monday. He always talks to the media around noon on Monday after a game, and he said, "You know." They were asking about the bye week and obviously the injuries. That's the big topic that everybody really talk, you know, wants to talk about is how injured we are. And so somebody asked him, are we, you know, how are we going to get healthy? How are you going to, you know, what's the most important thing for the bye week? Something like that. And he said, well, physical health is definitely important, but I think there's a lot of guys who are really in need of a mental health 
like just a break from the grind of it's been 13 weeks of NFL football. I think we saw that against the Texans and the Patriots more than anything also is just guys guys were like guys are ready for the bye yeah, week even I think, during the Patriots game. I think guys are exhausted. I think all these injuries of their teammates around him has taken a huge toll. Vrabel said we've got a lot of guys who are fighting through injuries, which is even scarier. Like, Harold Landry. Harold Landry is definitely yeah, one of who them. who aren't 100%. I don't know if you can fix some of this stuff in two weeks. I, you know, some of it, it might just be the cat, you know, the, the, the cat's out of the bag. And this season, it's going to be one of the most injured seasons, or it's going to be the most injured season of all time. And we don't really, we can't fix that. But if there's any hope for it to be fixed, I think it's got to happen this week and next week leading up to the Jaguars game. We get arguably the, the worst team in the NFL coming into Nissan Stadium. It's a must-win game. It really We have to beat the Jaguars to have any hope. I just think for the mental state of the players, we've got to beat the Jaguars. For the mental state of the fans. On literally on like but, every level, every yeah. single level, we but, have to win that game. But I, I think – I just hope guys can get rest. I hope guys can be with their families. I hope they can kind of – take a break and just reset and come back whenever they come back during the week and everybody kind of say, all right, let's get ready for an, about a 10 to 12 week playoff run here. And we just got to, we got to, we got to play together. We got to play more as a team. And I, I think it's, I'm hopeful that we can look back on the season and kind of look at the Texans and the Patriots game as well. Those were, those are those was a low point of the season. And we flushed those games, right? Those games, they're kind of meaningless. It was like a shell of a team. That was a practice squad team out there. Guys get healthy. Guys get their minds right. Because I know that's hard. I mean, the NFL's schedule's a grind, man. I can't believe how some of these guys do it week in and week out. Um, so I'm just hopeful for their sake and, you know, selfishly for my sake so we can watch <laughs> a good product on the field. Yeah, I think I, think I actually tweeted this out, but I – at this point with so much stuff that's been happening, I mean, Monty Rice went on the IR yesterday, another thing. And I just like, it's just blow after blow. And I, I, I said something like, I hope we look back. I hope it's something where we look back and laugh on it. And we're like, Oh my gosh, can't believe that happened. We still made a run rather than we look back and say, that's where the season started to turn. That's where it went wrong. And that I, I don't want it to be like a look back. All right, well that's where that's why we we are where we are right now. I wanted to look back and be like that. Um, I can't believe we got through that. Now look at where we are. This is sweet. Look at this run. I can't believe it. I, I don't know. I I don't know if that makes sense. But I want to talk about the defense. Um, one of the biggest things I think is with how much we're turning it over on offense, which is unacceptable. We're not even creating turnovers on defense. I think it's been two straight games. I don't think we got a turnover against the Texans. Or a sack. We got a sack against the Patriots. Oh, yeah. We had a couple. Uh, Kevin Byard on one and Naquan Jones. But um, Which Naquan Jones is a positive. He's turned into a good player. Yeah, definitely. And I actually want to uh, read a tweet that I saw. Um, it's from Will Lomas. He's uh, in his Twitter handle. He also has IR next to his name. So he might be on the IR as well. Um, he said Titans defense with Bud Dupree, seven games, 22 sacks, seven interceptions per game, three, 3.1 sacks and one interception per game without Bud Dupree, five games, seven sacks, 
two interceptions per game, 1.4 sacks, 0.4 interceptions. I, I think Bud Dupree is – he didn't really have all the stats to show, but I think he does everything right on the D-line. Yeah, and when that's, that's one of those things. love him. And that's one of those things that everyone was saying about, the, like, him at the Steelers. You look at him last year when we, when he tore his ACL and he was out the rest of the year, the Steelers' defense was not nearly to the point yeah. that they were the whole season. I think he compliments other defensive – like, even if he's not getting all the numbers, I think he compliments other guys extremely well. Yeah. And I think he knows exactly what to do. I think he knows how to contain. He just seems like a guy that's in the right spot. I think he, I think he has a good chemistry with all the guys. He seems like a really likable guy. I think they all just respect him. So getting him back will be huge as well. And he's eligible to return the week 15 against the Steelers. I saw an article earlier, so I don't know if you guys know exactly, but the new IR rule that went in place last year, essentially you can put unlimited guys on three-week IR mm-hmm. instead of – so prior to that, if you put a guy on IR, it was essentially season-ending. He's done for the year, yeah. So they changed it during COVID, and I don't, it's not even permanent. So that's a rule that might go back. but I think they need to keep it. Yeah, they should. But they asked John Robinson, they're like, what would, you, what would you do if the rule was still the same? And he was like, I don't think I can even think about that. That makes my brain hurt. He goes, the thought of cutting a healthy guy for a guy that's injured, just I don't think I can handle thinking about that. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, we, we would probably still have to leave. We'd probably have to play A.J. Brown. We'd probably have to play Julio through a hamstring. We'd probably have we, to. We wouldn't even have guys on our team. Yeah. That's actually crazy. And the expanded practice squad. Yeah. I Those think that should stay the same. huge for the Titans well. this year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so do you think it's like, you think Bud Dupree being out really is like this massive deal that is kind of why we've fallen off the last. Well, I, guess, I don't think we. I don't think falling off is the right term. I, I think we just haven't been as good, and we haven't been able to bail our offense out like we were in the I mean, Saints and Rams game. I think David Long and Bud Dupree to combined are the yeah. two guys that are having a strong impact on the defense. You know who else I thought didn't have a great game Sat Sunday was Amani Hooker. Yeah, I feel like he was being picked on some. But I, I'm confident in the defense recovering. I think the defense is a team is the side of the ball that I'm like. If I think they're they've been consistent throughout it all for the most part, and I think they are our best chance of a playoff run. Yeah, I still think I still think we have to just kind of flush it. Like I just don't know you we can get much from the last two games that mean that means anything other than the fact that if we don't get guys healthy, then we're we're nothing. Yeah, like that's I think that's my biggest takeaway from the last two weeks is that there are no takeaways. Other than we have to get healthy, Bud Dupree, he's a phenomenal player. There's a reason we paid him so much money. He's not about signing. He's a really good player. He impacts the defense. We need him healthy, just like we need Julio, just like we need David Long, just like we need Rashawn Evans, just like we need Jack Rabbit Jenkins, just like we need uh, AJ, just like we need Derek, just like we need Date Davis and Tier Tart. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on about starters I that even we need. Forgot about Tier Tart like, being hurt. We need these guys. We need them all. We need them all. You can win without all of them, but it'd be we need them all back yeah. um, if we're gonna have a shot to win in the, in the postseason. This the defense is like this game. If you think about it, we could have got we could have lost sixty something, fifty something 
to 13. They're, they, they didn't, they, every single drive they had, they scored points on until their like first or second drive of the third quarter. And, or no, sorry, they missed a field goal at the end of the half for a possession. They almost, they almost scored points in a matter of 20 seconds. I'll say this though. Everybody's we're so, going we're crazy. don't break like big time. Everybody's going crazy about Mac Jones. And he beat the Browns. They didn't have Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. And Baker Mayfield is he is the he is so broken. He's got a torn labrum. I think he's Her got ankle. A, a, bro, a broken ankle or something. I mean, he's not he's not at a good. He can't play football right now. <laughs> and then they beat us. Everybody goes crazy. Well, we don't have Derek. I mean, have, you know, we're a walking hospital. Don't even so, get me started on Mac Jones. Like, I don't. Let's see. Let's hold. Let's pump the brakes on Mac Jones. Let's see him beat a good Bills team. He's got Bills, Colts, Bills the next three weeks with a bye week in there too, all right? Let's see how they do against the Bills and the Colts before we go and crown him the next Tom Brady. I mean, it is absurd I some, mean, of the, some of the praise that he's getting. He missed a wide-open Hunter Henry in the end zone with no one around him. Yeah. He's not that good. Well, th- this Patriots team is, is how they won in 2001. Like, their defense – is great, yeah. forces turnovers, and all Mac Jones has got to do is just move the ball down the field. It doesn't have to be see. special. It's it's just frustrating. Don't even get me started. No, let's Jones. hold on, hold guy. on. Let's see the Patriots oh. do it against a good team. Okay, but still, I we're not a good, team, a good right team right now. Where if this was our team for a whole season, we might be zero and sixteen. That might be a legitimate, you know, one and one fifteen, something like that. So. You just pump the brakes on the Patriots. I don't know that they're as good as everybody thinks they are right now. Yeah, well, I mean, I, honestly, I think that they're doing what we were doing for a little bit of a stretch where their defense is, is like, keeping them in games and the offense is doing what yeah, they got to do. Yeah, but my point is they're playing against teams that don't have any of their good players. Yeah, yeah, I get that. That's I, my point. Yeah. Like, let's see him play against Josh Allen and the Bills with Stephon Diggs healthy. Like, yeah. like if if you took if you took Stephon Diggs and Emmanuel Sanders and Dawson Knox and Devin Singletary off the Bills, I'm sorry, but they would be terrible. Yeah, and that's, that's what point. that's who they just played with the Titans, <laughs> the exact same players in or in terms of their rank and value to the team off of the off of that offense. That's a good point. I, I actually didn't think about of if it you like take Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, and um, McCole Hardman off the Chiefs, they're terrible. Yeah, maybe Patrick Mahomes does a little bit better than Tannehill, but like, I mean, you could do this: take the top three receivers and the top two or three running backs off of every team. Top and four receivers. Who's the fourth one? Josh Reynolds. Yeah, top four receivers. There you go. <laughs> I mean, freaking you Josh could go, Reynolds scoring a touchdown on Thanksgiving. Go to every single team in the NFL, do that exercise, and tell me if you think that that team's going to win a game in the NFL. That's a, just a great point. Great we, point, and we've won one. Makes it feel a little better. Um. So just to wrap it up on the defense, tackling was poor. Uh, linebackers struggled. We didn't have a pass rush. We just weren't doing the normal thing. I'm I'm still I'm not necessarily worried about the defense though. Um, let's kind of wrap this up. Um, I do want to mention something though. I saw another tweet, Wes on Broadway. Um, so eligible to return from IR, Julio and Crookshank next week against the Jags. And this is just eligible to return. This doesn't mean they're actually coming back. Bud Dupree, week 15. A.J. Brown and Chris Jackson, week 16, against the 49ers. Um, 
estimated Derrick Henry wildcard game. I, I have no idea. And then Racy McMath and Sam Thicken, we don't know. Um, and then other guys not on IR but have been out are Jeremy McNichols, Greg Maven, David Long, Rashawn Evans, Nate Davis, Eli Daney, Tyre Tart, Monty Rice. Well, Monty Rice is on IR now. And uh, Tommy Hudson. So maybe they'll Janoris, be back. Janoris Jenkins. Uh, Janoris, yeah. Jackrabbit Jenkins got hurt. I He hurt his ankle. Supposedly he missed. The, the x-rays were negative. So he, he avoided some serious injury. But it's just ridiculous at this point. But um, bottom line, Titans, we just got to get it right going into the bye. Um, just to uh, also, I'm going to recap the, the snake draft that we did. Robert, you're done, and you finished three and two. Um, I had the Patriots, and I lost, so I'm two and one right now. I have the Jags and Steelers left. Uh, Pettit, you're currently three and zero, oh, but you have the 49ers and Dolphins left. Um, and we, if you remember, we did not pick the Texans games because we thought we were going to win both. And LOL. Um, so one quick fun fact is, I texted you guys this: Derrick Henry is still second in rushing in the NFL. It's incredible. I think he's still like top four or five. He's the he's fourth right now in rushing he's, touchdowns. Still, yeah, yeah. So he he's. Is, I mean, he's amazing. We I, please come back. <laughs> I'm trying please, not to cry. Please, but please come back. <laughs> um. So okay. Not only is games. this week a mental week for our for our team, but I think it's a mental week for our pod. <laughs> All right, we're only doing one podcast this week. It's a bye week. We'll do the we'll do the preview of the Jags game next week. Yeah, we need some time off. All right, we need some time to get our mind right, some time to regroup. Maybe go spend some time with our family. Maybe spend a four day trip in the Bahamas. Yeah, like you said, who's paying? <laughs> Pettit said he would. Thanks. <laughs> Told Pettit. me yesterday. Um, yeah. So next week we'll talk about. Well, actually, we'll probably touch on like you know if the Colts won or just other games around the league and then as well as the Jags preview next week. Heck, we might even have an update on another player going to IR. I'm a Who big freaking time, knows? I'm a big time Bills fan this weekend. I want the Patriots to lose so badly. I'm and I guess who, I already hate the Patriots this year with the, with Mac Jones and their version of them being predicted to go to the Super Bowl. Do you know who plays the Colts? Oh, the Texans play the Colts this week. All right, go Texans. Go Texans. And go Chargers. <laughs> the Chargers play the Bengals. Yep, go Chargers. And uh, the Steelers play the Ravens, so... Go Steelers. Go Steelers. Yeah. Um, I hate everyone. Five games. Five games left. Here's the thing. It's People might be worried a little bit now about the Colts winning the division. Here's the deal. The magic number's three. If It's a combination of three. If we win one of the five, but they lose two, we're good. If they... Um, if we win three... We're good, like no matter what. So, I think they are six and seven. Six and six. Six and six. The other okay. reason that three matters is because statistically they have a three percent chance of winning the division. Okay. So, well, I don't think we have to worry about losing the division right now. Well, this Jags game is massive, and this but five not as stretch, big as the bye week this Sunday. That's this true. Is, we can't overlook the bye we week. We have to realize <laughs> that no one's going to get hurt on Sunday. Yeah, the first Sunday, possibly all season, where no one's going to get hurt. Maybe I kind of hate that you just said that. <laughs> yeah, again, Vrabel <laughs> might go on IR. Yeah, I'm Hammy. still waiting for Vrabel to show up on the injury report. <laughs> all right. Well, hey, thanks for sticking with us through this uh, 
this topsy turvy NFL season. And we're, we're gonna get we're gonna get Pettit turned around to where he's believing again. He's an absolute hater right now, and I mean you can't blame him. Honestly, I'm not I'm not I'm not blaming you. We just gotta beat BYE. <laughs> hey, also be on the lookout. We got some merch coming. Our first uh, our first merchandise piece is gonna drop. Around the same time that another one of our favorite players is allegedly going to come back. <laughs> so, only only uh, available if you like and subscribe. <laughs> so be on the lookout for that in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we're really excited about it. We appreciate you all listening. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. Thank you all.